0: everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Vampire Diaries Diaries, kicking off the fourth season of your favorite podcast for transitioning vampires, dark magic, body swapping, and gaudy ass rings. My name is Beth, and I'm joined as always by my esteemed co-host Claire, and we're very happy to be bringing you season four, episode one, Growing Pains, and kicking things off with a big Elena gasp.
1: OMG, thank you to our listener. Insert name here. I didn't write it down for the suggestion.
0: <laughs> yes, that gave us a good chuckle, and it was the perfect way to uh, kick off the new season.
1: <laughs> and it's kind of a, a bait and switch, because you think we're going to start with that dramatic gasp from the season three finale, but we actually get Elena waking up in her bed after this like horrible the opposite of ASMR soundscape of like a- lawnmowers and cars and all of the annoying sounds that you could imagine slowly getting louder.
0: Yeah, it reminded me of um, like a hangover or something like when you're like waking up out of like a foggy stupor of sleep and then you're just hearing all of these horrible sounds.
1: I feel like noise always sounds like that to me. <laughs> it's always so annoying.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I related to Elena
1: in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yes she is in her bed both of the Salvators are staring at her of course of course stefan helpfully says you've been in and out for hours to explain why there's a little bit of a time skip
0: oh right yep and they have some bad news yes so stefan lets elena know that she is a vampire so he explained that she was in an accident And of course, her first thought is where is Matt and then he's like, no, Matt's okay. It's fine. But FYI, Meredith fell gave you Damon's blood when you were at the hospital. So when you died, you had vampire blood in your system. And we all know what that means. Now Elena will either have to feed to complete the transition over to being a vampire, or she just has to not feed and then die. And Elena and everybody's
1: reaction to this is, like, so upset, like, so much more upset than she should be in this situation. Like, no shade, but the alternative is that she would have drowned at the age of 18.
0: But she's like, I was ready to die.
1: It's like, thank you for stating out loud that you have a death wish. Right. But everybody's like, oh, my God, we have to prevent this somehow. We're going to have Bonnie tap into the dark magics to try to find a loophole so you don't have to be a vampire And it's like meanwhile caroline's sitting over there probably like hmm it's nice that they're so concerned now
0: right yeah it was i was a little surprised because i feel like elena has always been opposed to becoming a vampire but also she's been in so many risky situations that i feel like It kind of had to be in the back of her head as a possibility at some point, just given all of like the dangerous mystical activities she's involved in. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I did think that like the reaction of like abject horror from everybody (laughs) was like slightly overplayed. Um, But I don't know. It was it was very like emotional, like seeing everybody kind of react to this. Mm -hmm.
1: But yes, uh, Stefan's like, look, Bonnie's working on it. Like, she thinks she might be able to find a workaround. And Damon Downer is like, that's so stupid. Vampires have been around since Viking times. And nobody has ever found a way to stop the transition. Why do you think Bonnie can just because she did dark magic once? Like, you have to feed. (laughs) Get over it.
0: Right. Yeah, I loved that from Damon. He's like, what makes this different than like all of? The other vampires who have ever existed, literally nothing. Although my girl Bonnie gets a good shout out for her skills here, but I don't know. I wasn't feeling confident about it at this point in the episode.
1: It's also like they didn't try any of this when Bonnie's mom got turned.
0: So no,
1: <laughs> you burnt Bonnie's mom. Your daughter is yeah. trying harder for her friend than she did for you.
0: And like, I was. I'm trying to like reflect back on the episode, but. We don't see, like, Bonnie's immediate reaction. We just know that she's, like, already trying to, like, see what she can do. And I'm, like, curious, like, was it Bonnie herself that is trying to figure out how she could reverse it? Or is it just, like, all the pressure that she's getting from, like, Stefan and Jeremy? And I guess not David, because he thinks that it's impossible anyway. I'm just going to
1: assume it's Jeremy just yelling at her constantly based on later scenes. Right. Yep. (laughs) but they once again mentioned the thing that was only the case for like the one episode of last season that oh once again whatever Elena says goes Elena's choice always (laughs) Stefan
0: always lets her make her choice I'm like that was for one day I I know it's like that meme it's like makes one choice and then like you know it's like everybody talks about it forever like goes to LA once or what like it's just yeah yeah I think we just
1: leave Elena freaking out in bed so that the Salvators can go have a very charged conversation in the kitchen where Damon's like, why are you getting her hopes up? This is so fucking stupid. Also, BTW, why did you save Matt Donovan? The world doesn't need
0: another quarterback. <laughs> Uh, I loved that. A little bit of good Damon humor here. Yeah, they're just like squabbling back and forth about like why Stefan like saved Matt first and Stefan's all like, Elena asked me to. And Damon's like, you fool. And yeah, but Stefan says something along the lines of like, he'll regret this for the rest of his life. And it's like something that he's going to have to live with forever.
1: Yeah, rightly so. I do love that. It's just like, Everybody's so mad that Matt's alive. They
0: are, yeah. They also have abject horror that uh, Matt is still alive.
1: Which same.
0: Being alive is the worst thing that's ever happened in their lives. Especially after the last thing he did was kidnap Elena and try and bring her out of state against her will.
1: And let us not forget, roofies were involved.
0: Right, I know. Oh, yeah, he roofied her. (laughs) By the way, oh, my goodness. Yeah, but basically
1: Stefan has regrets. Damon is very mad at everybody, but especially Matt. Meanwhile, upstairs, Elena's giving herself a dental exam, <laughs> like poking at her teeth, like, "Do I have bangs?" <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Old fang check. <laughs> and then our favorite person waltzes into the room.
1: Oh my fucking god. And
0: Yeah. So, he and Elena like do a little sibling hug. Um, And all throughout this scene, like, we see Elena being really sensitive to, like, the noise that's happening outside and, like, the light in her bedroom and whatnot. And Jeremy's like, are you okay? I watched Vicky go through this. Like, all of her emotions were, like, all over the place. And Elena's like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, I'm not Vicky. Yeah,
1: that was just because Vicky was a hot mess. And I'm fine. (laughs) She she was. (laughs) And I already want to strangle Jeremy so hard in this scene because he's like, Bonnie had better find a way to stop this from happening. What could be more horrible than you turning into a vampire? I need my sister, not another one of them. Yeah. First of all, even if that's how you feel, Alina has no control over this. She wants the same thing. So why are you already shaming her for being a vampire when it's not her fault? And second of all, even Funkle John Gilbert, like made peace with potential vampire Elena before he died. When you are less accepting of the vampire lifestyle than Funkle John Gilbert, you know that you have crossed a
0: line. Yeah. No, it's exactly like Jeremy is like making all of this about himself, which shouldn't be surprising. And like, we see like a bunch of characters do this like throughout the episode, but Jeremy is like the worst here. And also like, he's also just being fucking annoying on top of, being horrible and wrong like elena is like i said that i'll be fine or something like she says something that's like on the verge of being terse it's like how i (laughs) talk to everyone in all of my like interactions and he like gives her this like wounded look and she's like oh i'm sorry like no elena don't apologize for being like slightly annoyed in a conversation with your idiot brother it's fine
1: becoming a vampire makes you not hug people who are mistreating you then i think this is the best thing that's ever happened to you elena
0: <laughs> uh, right yeah and it was just i got very bad vibes when jeremy was like we don't need another one of them you know what i mean i don't know it just like yeah. it seemed to like cross a line it's I don't know. weird it's like it was kind of
1: starting at the end of last season that suddenly jeremy yeah. is the most anti-vampire person short of alaric Mm-hmm. And he still seems to be on that bullshit. And it's like, Jeremy, it was what, like six months ago that you were trying to turn yourself into a vampire with Anna's blood because you were feeling emo? Yeah. yeah. Get a grip. I know. To be slightly generous, theoretically, he might have had some of the uh, QAnon whisperings from Esther the couple times he died with his ring, so that could be affecting him. But also, it totally makes sense for Jeremy that he's just like, I have found a scapegoat for all of the problems in my life. I
0: hate vampires. Right. Betrayed by his only friend in Denver. Now there's no (laughs) place to go with his feelings.
1: Yeah. He's very unstrapped. Also, where where is Jeremy's dog? Oh,
0: no. (laughs) Oh, no. No comment, I guess. This is devastating. <laughs> but not I don't surprising. know how. It yeah, but Jeremy just went a rung lower on my uh, opinion scale.
1: Imagine if there was like a homeward bound situation where the dog was like intrepidly crossing the nation, walking through the <laughs> ro- Rocky Mountains to make it to Virginia and then he would come up to Jeremy and Jeremy would be like, "Who's this dog?
0: I've never <laughs> oh met her before God. in my life." <laughs> And then the dog would be carrying, like, a little phone in its mouth, and it would show like, it would show the video of, like, the FaceTime when he was playing catch with it.
1: Or it would just uh, have a note screen open in spiky handwriting that says, woof. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I want to see this spinoff. Me, too. But... Anyway, Jeremy's being a little shithead as usual, and Elena finally, after he leaves, has had enough of the sound of the buzzing electricity in her light bulb, and she crushes it with her bare hand.
0: Yes, a power move. Mm-hmm. We love it.
1: Use that fledgling vampire strength, Elena.
0: <laughs> so then we leave Elena in her room. Um, and we go to is it the witch house or is it the cave that they're in I'm not quite sure where Bonnie and Tyler Klaus would have posted up here I think it's the cave
1: okay but I'm not sure even though I just watched this right before we started recording
0: I watched it for the second time this afternoon and I was trying to figure it out and I think it was the cave but it also could have been the house but Anyway, they're in- That just shows um, you how
1: shabby the witch house is, that it could be mistaken for the (laughs) Lockwood Dungeon.
0: (laughs) Right. Uh, So, yes, Bonnie and Tyler Klauswood are there, and they're also accompanied by a coffin where Klaus's actual body is laying there, and it's all, like, gray and shriveled and bound. It does not look good. And it's a little crispy. Uh, yes, it's crispy. it's occasion Klaus
1: corpse. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. There's one of many conversations where the characters just like explain what's happening to each other so that the yep. audience knows what's going on. And Bonnie's like, as we discussed off screen last week, the plan was for you to immediately jump into somebody else's body and leave Tyler after the switcheroo last week and like fuck that other person whose body you took over. Uh, they're just gone now. Right. But Klaus is like, oh, but then I found my only partially charred corpse, and now I can totally get back in it and heal, and it'll be tight. So uh, put me back in there, please.
0: I love how like, everyone refers to putting Klaus back in his body as just putting me back. So he's like, put me back. I don't know. It just like cracks me up every time he says it.
1: <laughs> he's. I don't know why he's so eager to get back into his own body. I mean, for plot reasons, but... It seems more Klaus's vibe to, like, have some fun being Tyler
0: for a while. Right, yeah, especially that he could get close to Caroline and, like, I don't know, do some shit.
1: Yeah, but they got a, a lot of ground to cover in this episode, so they need him to have a sense of urgency about something. So Bonnie right. has to do a bunch of magic.
0: Ugh, yeah. So he's like demanding that Bonnie put him back in his body and Bonnie's like pushing back a little bit. Um, I forget exactly why. Like, oh, because she needs to um, spend her time figuring out how she's going to try and keep Elena from becoming a vampire. So she doesn't have time to put Klaus back in his body at the moment. Uh, But Klaus does not react kindly to that. Yeah, there's some light strangling like strangling he says that let you not forget i'm going to rip your tug out if you don't do this but then bonnie's like listen up bitch
1: if i (laughs) manage to keep elena from transitioning then she will be a human and her blood can make more hybrids so it is a win-win for you and i will still be able to put you back in your body like tomorrow chill the fuck out
0: right and luckily klaus seemed like good enough with that uh for now So then we leave those two um, over at the dungeon cave, wherever they are, and we go over to Mystic Falls Hospital and we see goddamn Meredith walking through the halls like nothing's going on. But her little dream world is quickly interrupted when we see a pastor walk in with like a bunch of lackeys and just kind of storm in like he owns the place. Yeah, and it's
1: like, oh, yes, Pastor Young, we all know you so well. You're such a key part of this town that uh, we've definitely seen before, right? Totally. You're not coming from out of nowhere.
0: Right. That's what I, when we were texting about this episode, I guess it was yesterday. I was like, this guy came out of nowhere. Like, all of a sudden, like, he's just here in a major part of this episode.
1: Here and then gone. Spoilers. (laughs)
0: Right. Right oh my gosh i know I we'll
1: get there in like an hour <laughs> yeah uh, yeah Meredith's like oh pastor Yug, are you here about your blood pressure again you unhealthy bitch <laughs> and he's like oh actually no you're fired you are the worst doctor of all time this is the only good thing i do in this whole episode get out of this hospital Yes. And he sends all of his little minions to round up all of the blood bags so that they can put them in a secure location so people who actually need blood in their bodies for medical reasons can have it instead of vampires, which is good.
0: Yes, again, fair enough, fair enough. (laughs) It's like he's seeming somewhat reasonable if a little bit douchey so far. Yeah, and he explains to Meredith, he's like, listen, Alaric told the council everything, and I'm stepping in, I'm going to clean this house. this house up, this town up. Um, and he's like, I don't have conflicts like all of the other founding families do and like you do. So you're going to need a new job soon. Yes.
1: And she's like, how very dare. I am the best doctor.
0: Yeah. Sorry, Meredith. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> so we leave her in her
1: career crisis and go over to it's either Matt's house or Caroline's house. I don't know. Probably Matt's. But Matt and Caroline think they are there. might have
0: been I think they might have actually been in the hospital though because I think that Matt was there from drowning because <laughs> um, you have the lackey walk in in a, in a couple minutes.
1: Oh right. Oh god.
0: Yeah. All of
1: the sets were very bright this week and somehow no, that I made them not... indistinguishable.
0: Yeah I did not know where they were until the lackey walked in and I was like oh okay yeah like they're in the hospital still. <laughs>
1: Now they at the hospital having a great time. Yep. So, yeah, they're having a conversation in the room where Matt is like, this is all my fault. Elena's a vampire because of me. It's all about me
0: and my feelings about the situation. Right. Yeah. I know. And Caroline's
1: like, "Um, yeah, that's nice. It's not your fault. Tyler's fucking dead. And I'm very upset about that. And nobody is, like, there for me about it. They're all I too know. worried about Elena, who is alive and going through <laughs> With much support, the same thing that I went through like a year ago with no support from anybody. So fuck you very much, everybody on this show. She's not saying or thinking that. I'm saying and thinking that on her behalf.
0: Yes, and that is the right thing. I felt really bad for Caroline here because she's like, because Matt's like, what are you still doing here anyway? And she's like tyler's dead everything's different now i have no place to go and i was like oh my god that's so sad
1: yeah she only wanted to leave town when it was going to be like a sexy getaway with her bf
0: i know but their conversation is cut a little bit short because we do have one of the minion lackeys of pastor young bust up in there and he's like holding a gun and he like looks at matt for a second he's like okay all good here like what was he looking for like blood bags? I don't I don't know.
1: Well, I think they are looking for Tyler and Caroline. Because
0: oh, they know about them specifically.
1: Okay. And I guess yep, that Caroline makes sense. zoomed out of the way really quick. Oh, there was a really mm-hmm. funny part. And it makes sense now that you said that they're in the hospital where Matt is like yelling, it's my fault, Elena's a vampire. And, <laughs> like, sh- and Caroline's like, shut the fuck up, Matt. Don't say that <laughs> right. so loud.
0: They're all hunting me down. Yes. Okay. That's a good point. <laughs>
1: Oh, it's great. Uh... And then we get something that's kind of a rehash of what I thought already happened in the finale last season, where they show up to Mayor Carol Lockwood's house and arrest her and and at the same time, Liz is getting fired. Like, I'm pretty sure Alaric said that that had already happened when he was giving a villain monologue last time.
0: Yeah, he definitely said that that already happened, that they were, like, removed from their positions or something. But now we get to see it. I loved this scene. I loved this montage. (laughs) Yes. Carol Lockwood is, like, getting led away by the deputies, and she's like, you can't arrest me! I'm the mayor of this town! (laughs) I have diplomatic (laughs) immunity! (laughs) Right, like, again, just no regard for how elected office works or i guess inherited office works i mean
1: i would believe that it's in the bylaws of the mystic falls town charter that the mayor cannot be arrested for any crimes (laughs) right
0: uh and then you have um the deputies and pastor young going up to sheriff Forbes and Liz is like what's going on here and Pastor Young's all like you're not going to work today Liz step back (laughs) I've got your deputies and we got the town supply of Vervain and we got the Vervain stores from the Salvatore house as well yes
1: and it's all very dramatic and this is the first scene where I noticed that all of the dep or the all the council members that are part of this like action plan are men where are all the ladies we don't see them till the very end of the episode
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's very stupid and we'll talk about it later
0: it is very dumb
1: but and Liz... why are
0: Sheriff Forbes' deputies so eager to jump ship? Because I feel like we've had trouble with them in the past, haven't we? I feel like they
1: keep getting murdered, and okay, they're probably hiring from like a contract, like a temp agency or something. So they're just <laughs> like, I don't care. I'm not paid by the town of Mystic Falls. I'm paid by manpower or whatever. <laughs> right. Good. <laughs> Yes, Liz uh, immediately calls Caroline. and Is like, I hope you're really far out of town because I just got fired and Mary Carol Lockwood is uh, arrested slash fired, and they're looking for you. And she's like, Oh yes, I am very far away on the boring highway. Tra la 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 la. But she's actually outside somebody's house. Maybe hers. Maybe Matt's. Maybe Amy Bradley's. Who knows? <laughs> and she immediately gets vervained in the neck.
0: Oh, I know. They got her. They got her. And then we end that montage and check back in over at Elena's house where she's down in the kitchen with Stefan and she's trying to eat this really dry turkey sandwich. And she's like, oh, I'm trying to eat this, but I can't stop thinking about blood. And Stefan's like, yeah, that sandwich is so disgusting, right? Like, you can't eat it. So Elena is starting to lust for blood here and can't eat human food.
1: But again, continuity, because like a big thing about Vicky when she was in transition was that she was so hungry, she like ate everything in the Gilbert's refrigerator.
0: Oh, I had forgotten about that.
1: So I choose to believe that Stefan just made a really particularly shitty sandwich. Uh, Probably (laughs) used some store-bought
0: mozzarella. Yes, the store-bought, you can't go there.
1: And I really enjoyed (laughs) the recap that I read of the episode, which did have spoilers in it, so... Watch out for the uh, fan wikis. Okay. Had, like, a whole line, like, Elena tries to eat a sandwich but can't. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yes, that is an important plot point in this episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, of course, they end up talking about Elena's predicament. And Stefan's all like, "Uh, listen, I really should have saved you first. I can't believe that I saved Matt. This is so sad. Blah, blah, blah. And Elena like doubles down like this was my decision. I told you to save Matt first. Blah, blah, blah. So they just keep having the same conversation.
1: If Matt had died, imagine how terrible it would be for me. Like worse than death for some reason. He's like, but if Bonnie can't find anything, then you're going to be a vampire. The worst possible thing to happen to anybody in human history. And she says, well, we'll, we will drive off that bridge when we come to it. Yes. She doesn't actually make that joke, but she does say we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. And then she's like,
0: did I really just say
1: bridge? (laughs)
0: Too soon. Too soon. Oh my god, she starts LOLing, and it's very creepy. (laughs) Um, It reminded me of when
1: you described what happened to you in one episode as a laugh prison.
0: (laughs) Oh yes, when you get stuck in laugh prison, that is what happened to Elena. (laughs) Yeah, and
1: someone's like, oh yes, your uh, emotions are heightened right now, so you don't actually think that's funny. This whole scene is so weird, like the way that he's talking to her and the way that she's laughing... And then it's a very, I'm so excited, I'm so scared, Jesse Spano moment where she transitions yeah. from laughing into crying.
0: Yeah, it was like super awkward, but like I think that it might have just been like bad acting a little bit. Like there's definitely a way to go from like a laugh to a cry. And like this one was more like, ha ha you know like it wasn't it wasn't the best Nina Dobrev like Nina
1: Dobrev is a great actress she does a wonderful job on this show but this was not her best
0: moment (laughs) no definitely not definitely not
1: but yeah uh, Stefan consoles her as she has an emotional breakdown
0: yeah and then she gets like a flash of sun in her eye from the window and she's like "Ooh, that hurts and you stefan's like yeah you should probably head back upstairs like where it's dark and i'll clean up the remnants of this nasty ass sandwich that i made for you (laughs) so
1: she heads upstairs and sees that damon's in her bedroom and she's like of course as usual and he (laughs) says nice pjs or something like that she's like but i'm not wearing pjs what's
0: going on (gasps) so confusing what could be happening then she sees her past
1: self in some pjs i don't know a camisole And (laughs) she's like, what's going on? I didn't know hallucinations were part of the transition.
0: Right. Uh, But we see that it's a flashback to something that had already happened, which I think that was this like in late season one, maybe, where the scene takes place? I think it was
1: season two. Oh,
0: okay. But I'm not sure. Oh, I should know this. No, it's okay. But either way... It's, like, fairly early on in the series, but it's the scene where Damon brings Elena, like, the the locket. Um, and he's, like, telling her that he loves her, but that he doesn't deserve her, but Stefan does. And that he wishes that she could remember this moment, but he compels her to forget.
1: Yes, one of the classic side effects of transitioning into a vampire is that you remember all the things that were compelled away. Like when Vicky was like, oh shit, I got bit by a vampire so many times.
0: How did I not die? Oh my gosh, right? I know. But she's like, oh shit.
1: What's this now? Like it's shocking. Like she knew he was in love with her. Why is this like such a big emotional moment for her?
0: I know. And I guess like I wouldn't be surprised if either of the Salvators compelled me a few times like over the years you know like she's yeah I don't know but yeah it's like kind of funny because you have like both Elena's in the scene you know what I mean it's not mm-hmm. like it just does like a weird like dream like fade out thing it's like Elena's standing there and then like other Elena is right there and then David's right there so she's really just like in the moment kind of
1: yeah it's like a parent trap split screen thing Mm -hmm. And both Elena's are just standing there like, huh? Yeah. But then we get to probably my favorite scene of the whole episode. We're at the House of Klaus and Rebecca is very emotional because she believes that Klaus is dead. She looks at some drawing of his of like some lady.
0: I don't know (laughs) who is it supposed (laughs) to be. It's like a middle. uh, What is that called? Like a middle-ages woman. (laughs) Or like a
1: renaissance
0: (laughs) pencil (laughs) drawing. Right.
1: And she gets very mad and shoves all the drawings off the table. But then Klaus... Not Klaus. But then Damon sneaks up behind her. And they have some banter. Wherein... I don't know if it happens before or after my favorite line that uh, Damon attempts to stake her with the white oak stake. (laughs) But... She says to him, "Oh, such a shame about Elena. And uh, not to make a grey cloud grayer, but does Matt even have automobile insurance?"
0: <laughs> Everything oh about God. that
1: line is so amazing.
0: And just it the is. fact that she calls it automobile insurance is so funny. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Some, somehow I missed this line. I must have been like so taken aback by all of the staking and like stabbing that's going on here that I totally forgot about that line. But that is amazing. Yes. It was Automobile perfect. insurance.
1: And I think the answer to that question is probably no. So he's shit out of luck.
0: Remember he didn't was it Matt that didn't have health insurance? A couple of uh, <laughs> That's true. If he doesn't have I'm health, health so insurance, expect. he doesn't have car insurance. Right. Definitely not.
1: But they're fighting. Damon's obviously mad that he uh, that she caused Elena's death.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, fair enough. Like, I see both sides here. <laughs> Definitely. It makes more sense that he's trying to kill Rebecca than that he tries to kill Matt later. But we'll
0: get to yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, so he tries to stake Rebecca, but he fails. But then Rebecca quickly gets... Is it daggered or shot, like, with a wood arrow? or like gets a what crossbow is bolt. A crossbow. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: Like, through the window.
0: Right. Yeah, it was weird. At first I was like, where'd that come from? But then I slowly figured it out. Yeah, I'm working on it.
1: Both times I watched this episode, I was very confused like, how Damon got out of there. Because I just assumed they both got shot, but he just zoomed away, and they didn't follow him? I don't know. Yeah, But she turns all gray, like Elijah did that one time. They staked him with a hat rack in the shabby chic mansion
0: <laughs> oh right yeah that's what it reminded me of maybe that's why i thought she had, or he had gotten dagger, or rebecca had gotten daggered but that makes sense
1: so like if they get staked with wood it does turn them gray and veiny but they recover on their own whereas yeah. like with the dagger they don't recover until somebody pulls it out and with the white oak stake they set on fire and die these are the many stages of uh stakeitude for original vampires
0: <laughs> Stakeitude thank you for the explanation my friend (laughs)
1: anytime so So, she is caught Damon's in the wind
0: yep and then we check back in at elena's house there's a lot of jumping between locations in this episode like Mm -hmm. more so than usual i feel like but we go back to elena's house yep and she's like stefan as always, and she's walking down the stairs, and we see that Stefan has been cornered by all of the deputy lackey minions. And there's, like, six of them, and they're all pointing, like, guns at Stefan.
1: Uh, Something very important happens before she goes downstairs. She uh, emotionally takes the framed photo of her with her parents and stares at it. But it's not the memories frame. It's just a, like, fancy metal pattern frame.
0: Oh no. I was shocked. I was like the memories frame.
1: She's recovered her memories from being compelled, but she's lost the memories on her picture frame. (laughs) I wouldn't have noticed it if it hadn't been so prominently featured in the last episode.
0: (laughs) But I was shocked they did. Why'd they do that? they've lost the prop, I guess. I guess, yeah. Who
1: took the memories picture frame home again? Sell that on eBay for a million (laughs) dollars. But yes, uh, Stefan is surrounded. He's like, Elena, stay there. And shit is fucked.
0: Yep. We don't get much more there. We just leave Stefan in peril. And then we check back in with Tyler Klauswood, um, who now I'm pretty sure he's in the dungeon. But he's getting a phone call on his Android and it says mom. And he's like, this incessant woman. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that me too i laughed and he picks it up like hey mom what's up hey mom (laughs) Uh, and yeah carol lockwood is pouring herself a nice afternoon whiskey and she explains to tyler that she was arrested and that she's happy that he picked up the phone because she was so scared that he was with caroline um, and he's like, well, why would you be scared that I was with Caroline? Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, oh, the council took Caroline and they have her now.
1: Yeah, Just an afterthought that you probably don't care about. <laughs> right. But he gets this look on his face like, oh, no, my true love.
0: I drew her with a horse. <laughs> Horses are the opposite of people.
1: <laughs> but yes, he is very invested now and we go to the back of a police van where rebecca is waking up and finds that she's tied up next to caroline and they're like oh well here we are in peril once again however did this happen
0: right and they're all bloody and um caroline notices that they've been like tied up with vervain ropes so quite uncomfortable in the back of this van
1: honestly Can Caroline go like two episodes without getting
0: tortured? (laughs) No, she was just tortured to hell. Was it the last episode where she was at the school or was that two Two episodes ago? ago. Yeah. With the Vervain gag. Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I know. And the pencils. She needs a vacation. She needs to go to Florida, no matter what's happening with Tyler.
1: (laughs) But they don't get long to panic about their situation because suddenly the van starts tumbling uh, ass over tea kettle. Something has happened outside. And Rebecca's like, what a has happened? I hope they have automobile insurance.
0: <laughs> now we understand why the memories picture frame is gone. They had to sell it to uh, get the special effects for this <laughs> crash scene. Yes. But yeah, the van crashes, they're all over the place, like on their side, upside down. Um, And Tyler Klaus comes and he just like rips off the back door of the van Um, and he gets Caroline out. And Caroline's all like, Tyler, like, how are you alive? Like, how is this possible? And she looks so happy. Mm -hmm.
1: And he's like, no time. Zoom away, please. And then Rebecca's like, "Uh, excuse me, I am still here. And uh, we were kind of friends once. I like brought you a lady to feed on shortly after you turned into a hybrid, right? We're friends. Right. <laughs> but he like basically winks at her and says, "I'm
0: Klaus. Bye." Yeah, uh, keep him busy, little sister. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "The fuck?" Yeah, she is confused. She's like, "No, it can't be."
1: So we leave her still tied up in the wreckage and head over to a true meeting of the minds. All the people who haven't been kidnapped so far, which is uh, Sheriff Forbes, Damon, and Meredith Fell.
0: God damn it. And soon, Matt. (laughs) Right, like, what a weird collection of, like, people. This is the A-Squad, for sure. (laughs) Oh my god. So... I get is David like asking like Liz for something. I I forget like how they got on the topic, but Liz shares that the council has like fired them and locked her and Carol out of their computers, their offices, right. their files, so they don't have like any information about the town.
1: Right, because they're trying to figure out where uh the council would have taken everybody.
0: Oh, okay, that's it. Yep,
1: and you would definitely having...
0: need files for that. Totally. Everybody
1: writes that shit down. (laughs) But they're having this very intense heated conversation and Matt comes and he's like, uh, where's Elena? I really need to talk to her about my feelings about uh, the terrible thing that's happened to her and how I'm upset about it. (laughs) And Damon just immediately chokes him, which he deserves in
0: this instance. Definitely. And... He doesn't just, like, choke him a little bit. He's, like, got him, like, up against the wall. Like, Matt's, like, tongue is coming out. He's getting all, like, bug-eyed. It's it's serious.
1: Yes. And Meredith pulls him off. And I'm like, how is <laughs>
0: Meredith pulling
1: Damon off of Matt? Like, is she also a vampire?
0: It would have surprised me at this point.
1: You know what? I bet she, like, took or she drank some vampire blood Uh, Like oh yes I'm like Marie Curie I run the experiments on myself And then she like (laughs) slipped on a banana peel And bonked her head and now she's a vampire too And nobody
0: knows (laughs) Uh,
1: But yeah Damon says In what world are you the one who gets to live And Matt's like dude we're on the same page I want to die Because I'm so guilty Oh Matt He's having a lot of feelings this week
0: He definitely is
1: so I think we leave them like in their unpleasant scenario and yes. suddenly we see Elena waking up in a creepy kitchen where there's a kettle on the stove that's whistling very loudly which is not good for her vampire hangover.
0: No. And yeah, this house is super creepy. It's like old-timey and like grimy and it's somehow in like a sepia tone.
1: Yeah. This whole and scene. You just imagine there's like snakes probably in the floorboards and.
0: Yeah. I don't know. But Pastor
1: Young is like, as we all know, I'm an integral part of this town and you used to babysit my daughter and read her your short stories. Okay. That is the worst babysitter. Was she like acting up and this was a punishment? <laughs> also, right? what were Elena's short stories about? <laughs> were they about oh. her horse painting? Oh my God. <laughs> I never thought about this, but do you think that Klaus painted the horse painting?
0: Oh, my gosh. That would be so meta. Klaus painted the horse painting. Definitely. We need to understand this horse symbolism throughout the show. Yes.
1: The horse code. Horse code like Morse code. (laughs) I'm just Perfect. cracking myself up here, but anyway, yes. Uh, please write in to us if you think you know what uh, Elena's short stories are about. I'm hoping that they're as hilarious as the short stories that Dan Humphrey writes on Gossip Girl, <laughs> where it's like thinly veiled uh, stories about everybody in his life with like really obvious nicknames, right? So it would be like Pat Vanadon <laughs> and my friend uh, Nobby. <laughs> who is a a sorcerer
0: yes (laughs) perfect
1: anyhow elena's like i do not have the bandwidth for whatever the fuck is going on with you priest guy i haven't been to church on the whole three previous seasons of this show so i i can't engage please turn that kettle (laughs) off.
0: right And, like, the pastor, I guess it's, like, to your point to, like, set up some sort of, like, continuity about the fact that he's been in the town. But he's like, Elena, just so you know, your parents are the one who, like, created this backup plan in case things, like, were to happen and vampires were to be around. But don't worry. Stefan can't hurt you here.
1: I thought this was really weird because I thought the whole point of Pastor Young and his new posse was that they were taking over the council that was corrupted from the founding families but how was he on the founders council if he's not from a founding family so like how would he have known what the Gilberts were putting in place like 10 years ago right. or whatever maybe the Youngs are a founding family but they're just like the one that nobody likes and so he's finally taking his moment in the spotlight
0: they were the outcasts <laughs> yeah well they're
1: the family that has the uh that must have generations of priests so nobody wants to talk about them (laughs) (laughs) that's true but yeah he's like believe it or not your parents hated vampires as you already know and they wanted us to have these emergency plans i never thought we would have to put them into action
0: oh right yeah
1: but then he explains in detail what his plan is because that's what villains do He's Mm -hmm. like, wherever you go, the Salvators follow, because that's the whole premise of this show. So we'll wait for Damon to come uh, after you and Stefan, and then uh, we've got Rebecca, so all of her family will come and find her. I'm like, you have overestimated how much anybody in the michelson family cares about rebecca but work
0: i was gonna say you might be lucky to see klaus but you're not gonna see any of the other ones anytime (laughs) soon
1: (laughs) but once they're there we will uh, get the white oak steak from whoever has it and we'll kill all the originals and make vampires extinct forever yay
0: aren't you excited about that elena
1: i don't know about recent events in your life
0: perfect plan And Elena, like, could barely, like, even hold it together here. She's, like, sweating and, like, all dizzy and she's just not doing well.
1: Yeah, and he, like, offers her some food and she's like, hell no, not after that terrible sandwich Stefan made.
0: (laughs) I'll never eat again.
1: (laughs) And there's this whole, like, camera effect that they're doing this whole episode where it's, like, close-ups on the things that are creating the noise and it's, like, Mm -hmm. shaky handheld cam. Uh, To show what Elena's experiencing. And eventually she just is like, fuck this, I gotta go. And she runs out of the house.
0: And Pastor Young is all like, get her! And the little minions, like, come out of, like, the field surrounding it. And he just, like, punches Elena straight in the face. He certainly does. Yeah.
1: It's like all these guys are really excited to have uh, an excuse to uh, do violence to women. But we'll get to that later.
0: (laughs) No, they totally are. He was like ready for that. He could. Elena weighs like 92 pounds. Like this guy could have like picked her up with one arm. Yeah. He didn't need to like. Yeah. I don't know if he like punched her in the face or like hit her with like the barrel of the of his gun. But it was it was bad.
1: The first time I watched it, I thought it was a face punch. The second time, it looked like it was a very strong backhand.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, either way, the same diff. Yep.
1: So, also terrible is that Caroline and Tyler Klauswood are in the forest making out hardcore. But why are Caroline and Tyler always making out in the forest?
0: They've like... never made out in a in a structure.
1: <laughs> is there some kind of like kink for just like being around trees? I'm sure. <laughs> But, yes, they are ready to fuck in nature. And Tyler Klauswood is, like, sort of trying to make it stop and explain himself, but Carrie is like, hell no, you're alive, I'm horny, we're gonna fuck, let's go.
0: Yeah. And Tyler Klauswood slips up a... A little bit, and he calls Caroline "love" at one point. Mm-hmm. And at first, she kind of like lets it slide, but then she like thinks about it for a second, and she's like, "Wait, did you just call me love?" And then like Tyler Klaus would like likes to pl- tries to play it off a little bit. He's like, "I don't know, did I call you love, love?" But Caroline knows that Tyler would not make a joke like that.
1: It's so funny that that is what it clues her in because Klaus has a line previous to that where he says. Wrong time, wrong place, wrong equipment.
0: Yeah. And side, what does he even mean?
1: Side note: Well, I think he is implying that like I'm in the wrong body, which is honestly a relief. Like I would have expected Klaus to just fuck her in Tyler's body, so
0: yeah, he wants to
1: do it in his own body. But I don't okay. know if it's all the the talk of transitioning in this episode. But Tyler Klauswood looks down at his crotch and says, "Wrong equipment." And I'm like, "Is Klaus trans?"
0: or is tyler lockwood trans theories theories maybe it's possible because i it was it is a weird thing to say i just kind of glossed over it because i was like what the fuck is he talking about
1: i just can't (laughs) hear the word transition this many times in an episode of television and not assume that somebody is transgender yeah somebody send me the links to the fanfic i'm sure it's out there (laughs) actually don't i don't want to read it but i want it to exist (laughs)
0: Don't send me the links, but let me know that it's there. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs>
1: but yes, she's like,
0: are you Klaus? Ugh, you're gross. You're disgusting. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, put Tyler back. This is another <laughs> situation where we have her like put him back. Yeah. And
1: Klaus is like, hey, you were kissing me. I'm an innocent victim. And also, you're so smart for figuring it out. And, yeah. uh Continuing in my tradition of being reminded of Arrested Development jokes that I haven't thought of for years by this show, her figuring it out from him saying love and not all the other, like, very obvious things reminds me of when Oscar is always dropping very obvious hints to Buster that he's his dad, but then he brings in a bag of popcorn and, and, like, Something happens, he drops it and he says to Buster, I was gonna share my pop secret with you. And he says, Pop secret? Are you my father?
0: <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. So I need that's... to rewatch Arrested Development. So good.
1: Apparently that's a new segment on the show is I think about Arrested Development. I haven't watched it in like ten years, but whatever. <laughs> pop secret. Klaus was going to share his pop secret with Caroline, if you know what I mean. But she's hey. like, gross, gross, gross. She punches him in the face He calls after he calls her a glorious kisser.
0: Ugh, what a weird thing to tell someone.
1: And then we check in with Bonnie and Jeremy in the witch
0: basement. Uh, yes. So Bonnie is chanting in Latin, per usual, and Jeremy's there pacing around and pressuring her. Um... And she's like kind of going, chanting for a minute and nothing's really happening. We don't have any flames shooting up. We don't have any wind. And she's like, uh, I don't know, like the spirits are not listening. And Jeremy's like, all right, then we got to try something else. It's like getting all up in her grill.
1: And she's like, OK, uh, so I have a cool idea. Remember when I temporarily killed you uh, two weeks ago so that we could desiccate Alaric and then Klaus? What if I just did that to myself so my spirit could go to the other side and bring the part of Elena that's still alive back so that she doesn't have to be dead? That sounds chill, right? Wow. Like, everybody wants to die because Elena's a vampire. Matt is like, kill me. Bonnie's like, I'm going to literally kill myself to bring her back. Calm down, everybody. Do you remember Caroline? Caroline turned into a vampire under worse circumstances, and she's doing great, despite getting tortured right. all the time.
0: Yeah. I know. Bonnie, like, really took it to, like, the next level here after, like, her initial chants were not working. And I think, like, at first, Jeremy, like, feels a little bit, like, hesitant about it. and He's like, oh, I don't know. Like, what kind of, like, stuff would you have to do, like, for that? And... Like, are you? Sh- he probably asks her if she's strong enough or whatever. <laughs>
1: yeah. And this reminds me very much of uh, an episode of Lucifer. I'm bringing I'm in familiar. all the new uh, supernatural shows to compare it to because I didn't have any Buffy moments this week. <laughs> uh, so, on Lucifer, great show, uh, there's an episode where Chloe, the detective, his partner in, in solving crimes, she has been poisoned by a serial killer and only he knows the anti only the serial killer knows the antidote but he killed himself so Lucifer's like well he's definitely in hell so I need to pop into hell and ask him for the formula for the antidote so you guys kill me for a while and then you can resuscitate me in a minute and he pops down to hell gets the formula they bring him back to life and he saves Chloe so it works a lot better for Lucifer than it does for Bonnie but
0: it sounds like it wow <laughs>
1: Anyway, this is not the loose of her diaries, diaries. Uh, Bonnie thinks that she can do this because she has this new source of power and she's, like, high on her own supply after the Klaus-Tyler body swap.
0: Like, what is the new source of power? It's just, like, her dark magic? or Yeah, I think it's, like,
1: whatever forces the dark magic comes from.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So, yeah. So Bonnie has her plan... To stop her own heart, she thinks she could do it because she's strong. We see her and Jeremy like kind of contemplating it, but then we (laughs) hop over to the meeting of the minds again, (laughs) where Matt. Now, they're still like brainstorming, like where could the vampires be being kept hostage? And Matt remembers that Pastor Young has a cattle ranch, and that like the cattle ranch stalls could easily be repurposed because. They know that they need, like, steel beams to hold the vampires back or whatever. Um, and Damon's like, finally, like, you helped out with something. All right, let's go. <laughs> so a very quick scene with them.
1: Yes. Thank you, Matt, for solving the mystery with your mm-hmm. local knowledge. <laughs> and speaking of the cattle ranch, we pop back over there where Elena is now in a cell because they think that she is a vampire. And she practically is. So, you know, good yeah. job, Council. Yep. And we hear a lot of coughing, which uh, my subtitles said man coughing, but it's Rebecca.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Damn, they said she had a man cough? That's rude.
1: They misgendered her. Anyway, uh, she explains that there's a vervain mist. She's in the cell across the aisle from Mm -hmm. Elena.
0: Yeah, at first I thought it was dust until they explained that it's like vervain spray or mist or whatever.
1: Which I think Caroline experienced when her dad was trying to conversion therapy her
0: oh anyway
1: remember bill Forbes? remember when he was
0: the biggest of our worries (laughs) i know he seems like a piece of cake compared to this but yeah rebecca's in there like just taunting elena she's like oh i see what's going on here you must have had vampire blood in your system when you drove off the bridge now you have less than three hours to feed before i get to watch you die She's doing another explanation of everything that's going yes. on in the episode here. Including an exact timetable. Like, she's on <laughs> Right, it. yes. She's got the details. She has the receipts.
1: And, like, she's been having a shitty day, too, with, like, being abandoned by Klaus after grieving him and mm-hmm. Damon attempting to murder her. And now she's locked in a cage with vervain mist. But she says that her day is looking a lot better now because she is very horny for Elena dying. <laughs> She's almost as horny for Elena dying as Elena is for Elena dying.
0: Almost. It was hard to say
1: Elena's name so many times in one sentence. I don't know why. (laughs) Maybe because I've had an entire wine juice
0: box. (laughs) This whole episode just reminds me of the scene when Elena, like, invites... Who is it? It's like the 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 Craigslist people. Yeah, the Craigslist people. And she's like, oh, thank you so much for coming. Uh...
1: Uh, she was trying so hard for, like, that point to yes. get killed, and she thought she finally managed it. If only it weren't for those damn kids. <laughs> that damn herd yep. fell.
0: uh gosh. So, yeah, everybody's in their individual stalls, and now we go over to check back in Bonnie. And now she's chanting a scarier-sounding chant. Um... And she starts, like, she, like, gets a bloody nose first, I think, right? Mm-hmm. As she's, like, going through this. And Jeremy starts, like, freaking out. He's like, no, Bonnie, like, don't do this. I can't let you do this thing that I insisted you do
1: two minutes ago. <laughs> I changed my mind. <laughs> Bonnie's chant in this episode, I forgot exactly what the Latin words were, but it was, like, very short and repeat it over and over, and one of them was like, Reverso, and Evictus. It's like, turn it back! Evict the vampire from her body! It made me laugh. That's good. But yeah, her veins are going black again, like when she killed Jeremy that one time. Oh, yep. And he's flipping out, but she is uh, already on the other side, and she has found herself in the cattle stall with Elena. But she is... A spirit so Elena can't see her.
0: Yeah. And this like scene had me a little bit emotional. So like Bonnie's on the other side of the stall and she like walks over to Elena and like takes both of her hands and she's like, Come on, Elena, like I'm here for you. Like let's go home now. And Elena's like, Stefan, something's happening. And you see her from like the other perspective. Like from stefan's perspective i guess kind of even though he can't see her and she like has her arms stretched out but like you can't see bonnie so it just looks like she's doing this like weird zombie walk like across (laughs) the horse stall yes
1: but suddenly from out of nowhere
0: trunk grandma appears (laughs) grabs i was so surprised so like The first time that I watched this episode, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but I'm pregnant right now. So I'm just very tired all the time. So I was like watching this episode on the couch and I had fallen asleep and I heard Grams' voice and it like brought me awake. (laughs) Like I was like, Grams! (gasps) Yes, (gasps) I did a giant gasp. Uh, I was so surprised to see Grams.
1: I also was because I had completely forgotten that this happened (laughs) just like I had completely forgotten that Pastor Young existed yeah but Grams is like no Bonnie this is wrong you can't do this it's not nature's plan and she magically cock blocks Bonnie so that she cannot uh, get Alina's spirit and she tells Bonnie to stay away from the dark magic because the spirits will punish her
0: Wow, that was a stern warning.
1: And I'm like, listen so, yeah. to Grams. It's Grams. She's great. We're so yeah, happy to knows see her. she her
0: shit. I know. Uh, but then Bonnie wakes up, and Jeremy's like, Bonnie, OMG. And she just looks, like, super defeated and just tells Jeremy that it didn't work.
1: And I must note that Bonnie must have stopped her own heart, so she's lying there seeming dead, and Jeremy's just, like, sitting there, like, duh duh, duh. He doesn't try CPR, he's just like, I guess she's dead. I don't know. I don't care. I'm Jeremy Gilbert. I don't have my fi down here anymore, so I can't Google how to resuscitate a witch.
0: <laughs> there's nothing going on behind those eyes in that brain. He's just mm. sitting there with doing literally nothing. Nope. It's like on WandaVision when Wanda's not there, like all the other characters like stop like functioning. <laughs> it's like, that's oh my like God. how Jeremy is like when there's no one around. He just sits and stares at a wall. Yes, Definitely. But, yeah, Bonnie's back in this realm now. So then we go back to the barn. And, yeah, so he's, like, checking in on Elena. And Elena is like, Stefan, I think I'm out of time. Um, so Stefan, like, starts calling, like, for help super loud. Like, hey, get in here. Elena needs help. Like, she's going to die. Yeah, and this guy, who I will call council minion
1: number one, because he's the only one who gets lines. <laughs> he's wearing like a Kevlar vest and has like a machine gun or something like he's such a man yeah But he comes in he's like shut up and Stefan's like Sh- Elena will die if you don't let her out she's innocent and he shoots Stefan in the leg with a wooden bullet
0: <laughs> yep sorry Stefan the guard does not give a shit
1: no he's very excited about being allowed to do all of this stuff this is a really good day for him
0: yeah this is like what these like Indian people have been waiting for like all their lives yes
1: but we quickly jump back to the witch basement where i believe tyler Klauswood has arrived and is like yo put me back in my body <laughs> put me back <laughs> and bonnie's like look I just did, like, a big spell, so my reserves are tapped, like, the spirits are not listening to me, and if I try to use the dark magic again, they're gonna be pissed. so could we do it tomorrow, maybe?
0: Oh my god, and then Ty Klaus just, like, ramps it up to a ten. He then puts out his werewolf claws and starts clawing out his own heart out of his body. Well, I guess technically not his own heart, Tyler's heart out of Tyler's body. And he's like, all right, do it, Bonnie. Do it now. It's it's me. Or, or it's it's me. or What does he say? It's Tyler's life or something. Yeah, Sorry. he basically
1: I just... says it's me or Tyler. And, like, yeah. everybody is all about Tyler recently. Like, Elena wanted to say goodbye to Tyler the most.
0: <laughs> Bonnie <laughs> is
1: very on board of saving Tyler's life right now instead of, you know, like, not getting attacked by witch spirits yeah she's like okay okay just stop and Caroline's like Jesus fucking Christ I know it's very gross I don't like it and I don't know why Klaus think that, thinks that this is gonna be a good thing to do in front of Caroline if he eventually wants to date her I digress yeah. <laughs> and once again it's like she will still put him back in the body that's what everybody wants she just wants to like recharge her batteries what is the rush off
0: the spirits i know i know
1: but she agrees And we go back to the cattle ranch like you said (laughs) we're all over the place this week
0: yeah so much back and forth
1: and stefan is digging a wooden bullet out of his leg wound and there's all these squishing
0: sound effects it's really gross
1: oh i know but it's about to get extremely emotional
0: Oh, yeah, this is where we have like the big, the big scene between Stefan and Elena. So Stefan's starts off by checking on her and he's like, Elena, are you still with us? And she's like, yeah, I'm OK. And Stefan's all like, well, now I know that David was right. You should have just fed like in the morning when you woke up. Like, I I don't know why I wanted you to wait. It didn't work out. And Elena's like, no, you had hope that things, like, could have been different and better. And that's all and I've that's ever wanted for you. you. Right, yeah. Yeah.
1: And okay. I'm like, you're right, Damon was right, she just should have just ate some blood, but whatever. Yeah. Elena's like, oh, BT dubs, do you know why I was even on Wickery Bridge in the first place? It's because I chose you, baby. You're the winner of the Elena's Heart sweepstakes. And I love you. And it was the best choice I ever made, even though it led to uh, one death followed probably soon by another.
0: Oh, my God. When she said it was the best choice I ever made, I was like, Elena, it was not like you could say many things about your relationship with Stefan, but that was not the best choice you ever made. It's like
1: she could say, and I don't regret it.
0: Right. Like, I think yeah. that's what she's
1: trying to express. When, like, It is not the best choice you ever made, honey. <laughs> But anyway, she's like, I wish I could see you right now because they're in neighboring cells. So they have yeah. a wall between them. And Steven says, I'm smiling. And then he makes, like, the most hilarious grimace. I'm going to put it on our Instagram. Yay. And Elena's like, me too. And she, like, very faintly smiles.
0: Like, is that supposed to, like, make her feel better? I was, like, just trying to think, like, if I was in her position and then, like like Stefan said that, that he was smiling. Like, I don't know. It just was weird. I think from
1: Elena's point of view, she's dying right now, but Stefan's going to have to keep living. So, like, she would want yeah. him to be happy in the knowledge that she picked him and that she loves him.
0: I still wouldn't smile. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm a I'm a stone cold bee. <laughs> That's what I always say about you. <laughs> yes. But speaking of stone
1: cold bees uh, or people who claim to be, Rebecca has been watching them through this whole conversation and you think maybe she's just going to be rolling her eyes, but she seems to be taking it really to heart. She's looking a little bit emotional, like, oh, wow, this is what it's like for two people to, like, love each other and for it not to be, like, as fucked up as it always is for me. Yeah.
0: Which is saying a lot because it
1: is still fucked up, but that's just how fucked up all of Rebecca's relationships are. Yeah,
0: it's nothing, compare- yeah, <laughs> this like, is nothing ah, compared, yeah. She's like, a uncomplicated love. <laughs> yes exactly so (laughs) and yeah this gets really emotional because Stefan also has one solitary tear rolling down his cheek here so I don't know this got me a little bit misty eyed this scene yeah if you
1: like ignore how obvious it is that Elena is not actually going to die like it is emotional right
0: yeah you have to like totally like suspend your belief for that because we know that this yeah. is not the end of the show again. Just like at the end of last season, we knew that she wasn't really dead. Yep. Yep.
1: So we leave them feeling romantic. Uh, and we go outside of the cattle ranch where Damon and Matt have arrived. And Dam- or Matt's like, are we really just going to go in there with no weapons? What a stupid plan that I was involved in making.
0: <laughs> and Damon's all we don't need weapons just bait and then he like attacks matt super fast and like bites him in the neck and then he starts yelling like hey everybody evil vampire out here come and get me i'm so naughty (laughs) yeah and he's like past the pastor comes out and he's like let him go he's innocent damon's all like i know he's innocent but i'll kill him i definitely will i want to believe me and if you give me Stefan and Elena, I'll let him go. Oh, right. Yep. So he's using that as bait to try and swap him and his innocent self for uh, Stefan and Elena.
1: But then one of the minions immediately shoots him and he falls down.
0: Yep. Sorry, Damon. It seems like a good plan. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. So we leave those two in uh, dire circumstances and we check back in with Bonnie who has begun an even scarier chant um and she has like her arms on tyler Klauswood, and put his back body as corpus <laughs> yes put put back, put back. Uh, and i forget who's talking i think it might be tyler but he's like this is black magic like she shouldn't be doing it oh i think uh, that's jeremy oh it is jeremy okay But Tyler, like, you see, like, him come back into his body. um, And he, like, makes a really, I don't know, like, a cute face at Caroline. He looks, like, really happy to see her um, because she's standing right there.
1: Yeah. It's uh, similar to when Elena transitioned from uh, laughing into crying. It's, like, the emotional face journey acting of uh, turning from one state to another. (laughs) Yes. I think uh, Michael Trevino did an okay job, like, his acting as Tyler Klauswood was not the best, but
0: he seemed yeah. to have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. But now he's he mad again. He definitely to be having fun. <laughs> it's
1: not as good of a face journey as the one we put on our Instagram from the finale, but...
0: <laughs> no, not quite. It'll be hard to top that face journey.
1: But yes, he is back, but Bonnie keeps chanting and everybody's like, yo, Bonnie, you did it. You can stop now. Stop chanting. Like, everything's good. But she can't stop. Something... Has come over her. She's chanting and chanting, and Grams comes back and is like, yo, stop chanting.
0: I know. And Grams comes with some information and she's like, Listen, Bonnie, like I warned you to stay away from this dark magic, but at this point you've made your choice, and now like all of the witch spirits are going to take it out on me. They're like holding hands in this, like, I don't know, the in-between place and then Graham starts turning all gray. Yeah, she's got the black veins now. And I'm yep. very
1: confused about what's happening here, because she just seems to be in a lot of pain. I was like, are they murdering her ghost? Like, or are they just torturing her? It's very unclear, because eventually uh, Bonnie loses the connection and Grahams disappears. So I honestly yeah. have no clue. I don't remember. I didn't remember that Grahams came back at all. So... <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's definitely not clear, like, what's happening. Like, I just assume that, like, the witch spirits are now torturing Graham, like, in that middle place. But, like, why was Graham in the middle place, like, to begin with? Like, was she, like, on the other side and then, like, saw Bonnie, like, through a little window and she's like, oh no, Bonnie's in the middle place. I have to go see, like, what she's doing over there.
1: I like that you keep saying middle place. It makes me think of Mindy St. Clair. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Mindy St. Clair, the best.
1: But... Bonnie is immediately like,
0: "Oh my god, what have I done? No, Grams." Oh, yeah, and I'm like, and "Bonnie, we're like, we don't know, Bonnie. We don't know what you did."
1: Bonnie had this great moment in the finale last week where it was like, "I don't give a shit about the spirits. They can't boss me around anymore. I have my power, and I'm going to use it how I want." And she got like two minutes to do that, and now suddenly she's being punished for everything again and being put through more trauma. I'm like, "Fuck you, the Vampire Diaries. Give Bonnie yeah. like at least a couple episodes to live her fantasy."
0: Leave Bonnie alone.
1: Yes. That pissed me off. But anyway, yeah. Grams is a uh, question mark. Something's happening with her. <laughs> Bonnie yep. is very upset. I don't know if we find any more information about that this week. Or is I that the last we see do. of them?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. Great. Typical. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but we go back to the cattle ranch where Elena's like, <clears throat> I'm dying. And Rebecca, like, (laughs) makes significant eye contact with Stefan when this guard comes in to taunt them. And she basically does the sick prisoner gambit. She's like, (coughs) guard, (coughs) come here. My family's very rich and we can give you
0: palaces and great cities (laughs) if you just let me go. (laughs) Oh, so good. I could show you genuine
1: beauty. <laughs> but the uh, minion number one, council guard number one, is like, I'd rather just watch you die. Ha ha ha, ha. And he, like, gets up in her face because he's an idiot. And she, after, like, giving the signal to Stefan,
0: yeah.
1: shoves him backwards towards Stefan's cell where he just straight up murders him.
0: Yes. <laughs> he, like banging right his head the against the
1: bars repeatedly and throws his corpse in Elena's general direction. Yeah.
0: That was pretty badass. I'm not gonna lie. I, I liked this this plan. I wouldn't Team have thought of it if I was in their spot. Makes the dream work. Yep. So, minion number one is just on the ground, there, bleeding out, and Steph is like, "Yo, Elena, wake up! There's a pool of blood coming your way." <laughs> yes, and... and she like reaches her like one weary hand like out through the bars, and like and this goes on for like five so minutes. Away. <laughs> It is, it's, it's a long time, yeah.
1: And it's the least <laughs> suspenseful thing ever. It's like, we know that she's going to get the blood. Why are you pretending that this is a dramatic moment?
0: Right. And She's like all like crusty and pale because she's so close to death and so thirsty for blood.
1: But finally it drips and dribbles close enough that she can <laughs> put her fingers in it and lick the sweet, sweet blood off. And, and she we're like, also really.
0: Yeah, and she like immediately feels better. Like her coloring like changes like right away. Yeah. So I guess she only needed a little bit.
1: Yeah, it only takes one drop.
0: Yep. Wow.
1: So outside, Damon seems like he's down and out, but apparently he's just uh possuming it up because he pops up and murders some guards real quick. Yep. And then he kicks Matt in the ribs and is like, I'm going to kill <laughs> oh, you yeah. now. And Matt's like, cool, that's exactly what I want. I hate myself more than you hate me. Do it, bro. But then, out of nowhere, it's Vampire Elena with
0: her first face boner. Yes. And her eyes are like all red. And she's like, leave him alone. She has like a super like strong, like scary voice defending Matt of fucking course. Yep. She
1: has taken her first steps into vampirehood.
0: I was, like, very excited when I saw her. I was like, oh, shit. Like, oh, my God. It's Elena. (laughs) Vampire Elena. (sighs) Welcome to the show, Vampire Elena. Yes. I'm sure you'll have a great time. (laughs) But then I guess, like. So then Matt stands up real quick and he just like bolts towards the barn for some reason. Like, what is he hoping to go find in there at this point? The sweet release of death. (laughs) But of course he won't because Stefan like waltzes in there and he's like starts. What does he do? Does he feed Matt his blood so that Matt like recovers from whatever Damon did?
1: Yeah, he gives Matt blood and Matt's like fuck off, man. I want to die. Stop saving my life. And Stefan is like, listen up, bitch. Stop making this about you. You should be thanking Elena every day and like kissing the ground she walks on that you get to live for the rest of your life, like with all of this guilt because you would have been dead if it wasn't for her. So shut the fuck up. Leave us all alone. Deal with your emotions and just like be happier here. Yes. Thank you, Stefan. (laughs) And we already had our big Damon, or sorry, Stefan and Elena scene. So now we have to have the big Damon and Elena scene of the episode.
0: Right, right. And, of course, it starts off with a discussion of Elena's choices. So she's like, Damon, like, stop fucking with Matt. Like, it was my choice to save him. Yeah. And... She, like, pretty much comes right out and shares the fact that she can now, like, remember everything um, that she had ever lost from being, like, compelled. Um, and that it's one of the highlights of her, like, transition into vampirehood. Yeah, and she's like, why didn't you tell me that we met first?
1: and I already had a rant about this last week of how stupid it is to think that would have made a difference so when Damon's like would it have made a difference I was like thank you no it would not have
0: right yeah it doesn't like matter like who she met first really yeah like she doesn't respond when he says that he's like yeah exactly what I thought yeah
1: he's like I would have if it were me instead of Stefan in that situation I would have said fuck your feelings I am saving you and Matt can die and she's like
0: I knew it. Yeah. There is, like, kind of a sweet moment, though, here. And Damon, like, explains, like, I don't care if it makes me selfish that you wanted me to, that you would have wanted me to pick Matt. I still would have picked you because then you would have had the opportunity to, like, grow up and, like, actually live the life that you wanted. Like, I am that selfish. It's like, oh, my God, that's really nice. (laughs) Even (laughs) though...
1: He kind of makes an oblique reference to when he fed her his blood uh, in the second to last episode of season two. Like, he says, I know that I didn't used to understand, but I get it now. Like, I wanted that life for you. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. We'll revisit (laughs) this later. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Does she even say anything back at this point? I don't think she does. I didn't Unless write
1: anything just... in my notes, so if yeah, she did it wasn't neither. very memorable.
0: Yeah. I I just like to think that she says L O L and then the <laughs> <scene ends. laughs>
1: Yes. So we go back to House of Klaus where Klaus is now back in his own body and he has gone over there with a the quickness and is packing Elena's blood bags into a, like a briefcase with full of ice. <laughs>
0: yeah but it's like a it's like a gun briefcase or something it's like like a a very like yeah and there's like ice cubes in it it's just very funny he's like so tenderly caring for them
1: (laughs) and rebecca comes in and says
0: how dare you save caroline over me and klaus is all like calm down B. you can't die and she can so that's why i picked her I could only save, I only had time to save one of you. Which I don't think is true, but it's
1: not. Similar to how Stefan could have totally pulled both people out of that car last week. It's just the laws of the show. (laughs) But Rebecca's like, fuck you very much. Like, I mourned you. I was grieving. I was having a lot of tears, like, shortly before being crossbowed and dragged into that very police car you left me in. And guess what? You want to make your new hybrid family? ain't gonna happen and she squeezes all of the, the blood juice boxes all the Capri sons, Capri's son and <sighs> the blood goes everywhere and Klaus is like
0: I have had it officially yeah Ugh, he's all like you're nothing to me and like does he punch her does he he does something violent to her I think he snaps her neck oh he's after her telling neck. her that Damn. she's no longer his sister yeah that they're no longer family Wow. Yes. Fuck that guy. I know. The absolute worst. And poor Rebecca she will never stop saying it. Yeah, she'll wake up soon, but it's just so sad because she did like mourn Klaus and she's like, I loved you through everything and she did and just yeah, he shits like, on her all the time. I'm the
1: only one in this family who gives half a shit about you and you keep on fucking me over. What is that about, brother? He's like yeah. Oh
0: I hate you. You ruined my extra family. Uh, so yeah we leave the house of klaus i don't know when we'll get back there because it seems like klaus is on the run but we'll see and we check back in with stefan and elena Mm -hmm. and is this where they're like sitting on the rooftop at this point yeah okay So we check back in with Stefan and Elena, who are sharing a romantic moment on the rooftop of, I guess it's Elena's house. I think it's the Salvatore boarding house. Oh, okay, The Salvatore boarding house. Sure. And Elena's like, so now that the whole council knows that I'm a vampire, things are definitely going to be different now. Or that the whole council knows that vampires are around in general.
1: Yeah. And... Seven's like, well, we'll get through it. We'll get through it like we get through everything. Or maybe she's the one who says this, that we'll get how get through it how we get through everything one day at a time, as they told you in Bloodholics Anonymous. <laughs> and she's like, I'm a vampire now. Like, I know we were all acting like it was the worst thing that could possibly happen, but I'm totally chill now. And hey, now I get to be with you forever. If I want. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right? Oh my gosh. I enjoyed that. Yeah. So it's definitely like a little bit of like a positive spin on all of the crap that happened this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Stefan also <laughs> pulls out a gaudy ring and he's like, well, we did have Bonnie make this for you just in case. And he like slips it on her finger. It's a nicer yeah, gaudy
1: ring than the others we've seen. It has like a blue yeah. stone in it
0: yeah it looks kind of like an opal or something
1: stefan's gotten better at his jewelry making skills his etsy (laughs) shop is uh leveling up
0: (laughs) and yeah they're like we'll take it one day at a time
1: and we think for a second oh maybe we're gonna end on this like sweet moment of them looking toward the future as the sun rises in the distance but then suddenly we're back at the cattle ranch (laughs)
0: what the fuck oh my god and this is
1: like I feel like I'm watching an episode of Big Love or something like on the compound where it's like all the council members and hey here are the ladies they're like holding the vervain branches and like
0: why are they all like wearing old timey costumes too they're all wearing like prairie like old timey costumes it's so weird
1: it is very like suicide cult vibes which is appropriate given what happens in a minute but not all of them signed up for that (laughs) no but yeah they're just like hanging around and pastor young is like oh my children drinkest this kool-aid and we shall inherit the earth and see each other in outer space as was ordained by the lord our savior oh my god and this one guy's like uh what's that
0: now like what's going on pastor Come again like, that sounded <laughs> yeah. kind of creepy
1: are you what
0: And he had, like, taken out the gas pump or, like, the gas connector on his stove and was, like, whipping it around so that, like, all this gas is leaking into this little shanty. And he locks the door. And he's like, we will see each
1: other again in eternal glory. And he lights a match. And as some trivia site uh, told me, what would actually happen in this scenario would be that the explosion would start at the lighter But it starts at the stove instead. Way to go, Vampire Diaries. You gotta go back to explosion school. Yep. But yeah, that little shack blows the hell up. And I guess they're all dead now. R.I.P. we hardly hardly knew ye. So now what? I'm like, maybe this is why I didn't remember that Pastor Young existed. Because he shows up for one episode, fucks some shit up, and then blows himself
0: up. Right? Like, is he like ashamed that he couldn't get the vampires or like what is happening here this is something
1: weird that like gets explained later somehow but i have no recollection of what it means okay so we'll see
0: um it's funny i definitely didn't see it coming (laughs) yeah
1: I do remember watching this episode the first time and being like, oh, I don't like this character. I want to don't want to deal with him being like the big bad of the season. And then he blew himself up. I was like, oh, tight.
0: Yeah, it's really. Yeah. I was thinking that this would be like our new like. Enemy of like season four and like have them trying to like overcome the council and whatnot. But
1: yeah, but now the council is all uh, crispy. Yeah. So we don't have to worry about them anymore. There's a power
0: vacuum. What's going to happen?
1: <laughs> and I do have to tell you, though, there will be more new characters this season who don't immediately blow themselves up. So I don't okay. want you thinking when somebody new shows up, that they're going to die immediately.
0: <laughs> Just we can't always be so lucky. Episode. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess that is the end of the episode, obviously. And you said that... you
0: liked this episode. Please explain yourself. I really yourself. did. Uh, I, so I guess I'm like preparing myself a little bit because I know that we've talked in the past and you've said that like season four is like totally like, sh- like sh- shitty and it just kind of like starts sucking. So I think that I went into it with really low expectations, mm-hmm. but I found it very attention grabbing, despite the fact that I fell asleep the first time <laughs> that I watched it. But that was uh, forces that was the pregnancy my control. Moment. That was the pregnancy. Um. But yeah, I just felt like it was like super fun and it almost felt like kind of like a new show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just seemed like so different from the past seasons. And like, of course, they hearken back and like recap a lot. Yeah. But yeah, it just I I feel like refreshed by like the possibilities of what could be happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really like Bonnie's storyline, even though like it's so fucked up. I'm like, I like like the dark magic side <laughs> of things and like figuring out what the hell is like happening and the, the middle place um <laughs> the medium place the medium place yes i guess and, yeah
1: it was fun i don't remember if i liked this episode or not the first time i saw it so my opinion is tainted by like i know what's coming uh-huh. so you're seeing a world of possibilities and i'm saying oh god we have to deal with that next
0: okay yeah i could definitely see like the difference of the two because i have <laughs> truly no idea what's coming now i mean i've f- if I had to make some guesses, I feel like Jeremy's like, going over to some, like, weird dark side. Mm. Um, I feel like they set that up last season and, like, his whole, like, we don't need another one of them. Mm. Um, Bonnie's definitely dealing with some shit on, like, the dark magic side. Caroline will probably just continue being awesome. Like, I don't know what's going to happen with, like, her and Tyler and all that business. <laughs> I still feel like Rebecca has a chance to, like, get... Better ingratiated with like our crew here, especially now that she's like helped them out and seemingly cut all ties with Klaus. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like we're in for some serious like Stefan and Elena, like bonding time. But I also feel like the show will be boring if that lasts for too long. So I'm <laughs> curious where they'll go with that. But yeah, we'll see. yep
1: the love tri- triangle stuff yeah. is what I m- remember most from this season. okay i could not tell you if a gun was to my head what happens with caroline and tyler this season (laughs) (laughs) except for like some very broad strokes
0: gotcha yeah
1: i don't really remember where the bonnie thing's going
0: (laughs) that's okay i kind of remember what
1: what happens with jeremy but i don't know
0: don't tell me i don't want to think about it more than i have to
1: i won't No spoilers, except that he continues to be on the show. Sounds good. Unfortunately. Um, And while we're on the topic of Jeremy, we might as well launch into who you want to punch.
0: Yes. I want you to go first this time. Who do you want to punch, Claire?
1: I wanted to punch a lot of people this week. Yeah. Um, Jeremy was one of them for sure. But I don't know if I want to say him. I kind of want to say Damon. Okay. Okay. Because even though, like, I'm on board for, like, people hating Matt and wanting to fuck with Matt, but it was just so extra that he was actively attempting to murder Matt. It was, like, that part was not Matt's fault. Like.
0: Right. Yeah. That's a
1: little too far. And, like, I get that it had to be there so that Elena could have her dramatic vampire entrance into the scene. Yes. Like, narratively, I understand. But I'm like, Damon, there's a lot for you to be upset about right now, but, like, it's Matt Donovan. He's, like, a non-entity. Like, focus your attention on something that's worth it.
0: Yeah. It's definitely, like, a scapegoat scenario, like what Damon's, like, dealing with with Matt right now. Yeah. So. But I feel like that's a good choice.
1: I feel like that's not even who I want to punch most, but I don't often punch him, so. I don't think. Not as much as Jeremy, certainly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Got it. I like that choice. How about you? Likewise, I feel like there's like so many like directions you could punch in this episode. <laughs> if I have to think about the person who acted the most horribly and was the most egregious, I feel like it has to be Klaus.
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like between... I should have said Klaus. <laughs>
0: No, you have to go with your gut. That's the thing about these punches. You just got to go with uh, gut punches. You want to punch. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So Klaus like threatening to rip Bonnie's tongue out and like forcing her to do the spells twice. Yeah. He forced her to do the spells twice. Mm -hmm. And that fucked up with that ended up fucking up with fucking up Graham, which is not okay in my book. Yeah. Um and then the fact that he snapped Rebecca's neck and also left her in the police car and cares more about Elena's blood than his own sister um it's just not okay. So I I choose Klaus.
1: Yeah. He definitely is very punchable this week.
0: Yeah. But Jeremy was a close second for me for sure. Jer- just Jeremy and being
1: like, "Oh god, you better not become a vampire as though Elena has any power in the situation."
0: I know, I know.
1: Um,
0: Also, like
1: a second or third string punch, since he uh, was a one and done character, much like Pastor Young was a minion council minion number one. But (laughs) we're going to talk about we're going to talk about him more in Wiremen. Sounds good. But before we get there,
0: who you want to high five? Hmm. I'm going back and forth between two people, um, but I'm going to go ahead and pick Elena. Mm. I feel like she's dealing with this pretty damn well, um, considering, like, how much it sucks. Yeah. And mostly I just want to high five her because her entrance was pretty badass. Like, her eyes were so red. I don't know why, like, I keep, like, picking that as, like, the thing. Like, way to go. Like, be a great vampire. Like, your eyes are so red. But... (laughs) um it was just like kind of a badass scene and her voice like sounded really strong i don't know i was like maybe we're in for like a more Catherine type elena Mm. um this season so yeah and girls bed through some shit um so yep i'm gonna pick elena works for me (laughs) how about you claire who are you gonna high five
1: I've become a broken record because I know I said her for the last two episodes, but I have to pick Rebecca just for saying, (laughs)
0: does Matt have automobile
1: insurance?
0: (laughs) She was the other one that I was debating choosing.
1: It's such a sick burn. It's like burning Matt in absentia (laughs) and just like getting this quip in (laughs) like halfway through like steak and crossbow fights. And I also really enjoyed that she was trying to be sassy to the end of the the road, like, oh, I get to watch you die again, Elena. But she secretly has a heart of gold and is swayed by the power of their love to help Elena transition, even though she has talked often and attempted often uh, uh, to create Elena's death. That was a very strange sentence, but you know what I was going for.
0: Definitely. It made total sense in the context of this show. It's (laughs) been a rough week, okay,
1: and I've drank an entire wine juice box. And that yeah, you know, that's where I'm at. But yes. Good for you. Rebecca made yeah. me laugh and she made me sort of emotional. Like nobody ever picks Rebecca and nobody ever loves Rebecca the way she wants to be loved. But she just loves love. Yeah. It's all she wants for herself. So when she sees the purity of Stefan and Elena's love, she's like, OK, I'm going to help this along. Maybe it'll give me some good karma and I can actually like have a relationship. We'll see.
0: Yeah. It moves her. It does. <laughs> uh, so it's... now that we've had a moment to reflect heartfeltly or whatever, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and get into the everlasting question of why are men? Uh... <sighs> yeah. I've alluded to it
1: throughout the episode that this whole vibe with the new iteration of the council is very like literally patriarchal and it's like the church being involved sort of thing I know I know I said that I wasn't going to talk about Buffy but I just had a memory of in season seven of Buffy like pretty close to the end they suddenly introduced this priest character played by Nathan Fillion who's like women are all whores I'm going to work for the devil because women are the real evil oh my god (laughs) and it's really stupid and Pastor Young was really stupid But anyway, yeah, Yeah, their whole thing is like all of the men are out there with their guns and their bulletproof vests, like living out their MRA fantasies. And it's like total incel shit like these guys are all on 8chan like I am going to punch Elena in the face. I just want to watch Rebecca die. And I have an excuse to be violent towards women. And it's totally uh, endorsed by God. This is perfect. This is the
0: best day of my life. Uh, I was picking up those same vibes that you were like what I was thinking about all of these guys that they seemed to like the same group of people that tried to kidnap the um, governor of Michigan. Mm. Like, like they just had like a really like shitty plan and like, uh, I don't know. It's just like so creepy. And I feel like there are so many men that are like hiding. I wouldn't even say hiding, just like existing in their like parents' basements Like you said, posting on 8chan, hoarding weapons, coming up with, like, their master plan, and that they'll just, like, jump at the first opportunity to, like, kill people and, like, hurt women. Yeah. Very creepy.
1: And it's, like, the moment that an outside person or, like, institution gives them a target for, like, this is why Mm -hmm. everything is wrong in my life, they are just so excited to go and kill that thing. It's, like, I don't want to think about, like, the complexities and nuances of society and power structures and all this stuff. I'm just, like, oh, different than me. Bad. Their fault that everything is weird.
0: I don't want to think about it. Let's just murder them all. Yeah. I, like, it reminds me of, um, I was listening to, like, I don't know. it, It was either, like, an interview on NPR or, like, a podcast or something. But it was talking about, like, QAnon um and it was talking about how conspiracy theories like make people feel like their lives are super important because Mm. it's not like oh like these minions like were just like out like living their shitty lives and like they were just like out there like being shitty like waiting for these opportunities like no they feel like so important that they've been like called to like take up arms and like join in with this like pastor young and like fulfill like some sort of mission of like protecting the town or whatever and that like that gives like these type of people's life like meaning and purpose and it is like kind of conspiracy theory-esque even though like the vampires are real but yeah um, yeah, definitely those those same vibes strong Mm -hmm. QAnon vibes
1: (laughs) this has become a QAnon podcast in the last few weeks I don't know how it happened
0: (laughs) did we talk about it
1: we talked about it with Alaric and Esther
0: oh okay yep yeah. I remember it now. but it definitely uh, is yeah a lot of people believe in QAnon these days like the latest stat that I read it's like fucking I don't want to say the wrong number but it's like <laughs> over five percent of like the population like the it's fuck? like a lot of fucking people yeah it's terrifying
1: I do not want to think about that
0: it is bad no, me neither yes
1: so yeah there's that whole deal which sucks Mm -hmm. and then i feel like we did cover a lot of this in our recap because there's also like matt and jeremy's reaction to elena turning into a vampire and then making it all about themselves and their feelings like matt is so guilty he wants to die and jeremy is like i hate vampires so i don't care like my sister's going through something horrible i'm just like she better not become a vampire because i need her to be human
0: yeah exactly no they they're making it all about like themselves and also forcing elena to comfort them Mm. at a time when she shouldn't have to do that type of emotional labor um and it's like just hard to watch like the see the season (laughs) the scene (laughs) where also season probably the scene where she like apologizes to jeremy for using like a slightly terse (laughs) tone with him i'm like Do not, do not, like, just tell him to, like, leave you the F alone and to F off and never come back. Like,
1: this is a fucked up thing that has happened, and they're perfectly entitled to have their feelings about it, but they just keep on making it everybody else's problem, specifically Elena's. Yeah. I mean, Matt less so than Jeremy. Matt is more like spewing his suicidal ideation all over town. But... (laughs) It's just so frustrating. It's like, oh, my God, like, can you just be there for Elena while she goes through this? Like, this is one day of her life. And then, like, you'll have to move on to the next thing and we can deal with your feelings.
0: Yeah. But let's just get her through this day. I know. I know. For real. <sighs> yeah, that was the, that was the other thing that jumped out at me as well. It's just like these guys like being like super emotional about something that is impacting a woman much more than them, and then making her comfort them about it. Yeah. And
1: I was very relieved that we didn't have to talk about uh, Ty- Tyler Klauswood so much in the segment, because it had so much rapey potential, <laughs> but he actually, yeah. like, didn't do it. And it's, like, one of those times where we were surprised by basic human decency. <laughs> <laughs> right like wow you didn't do something horrifying congratulations have a
0: cookie. great job great job <laughs>
1: and that's all i can think of for this do you have anything yeah. else
0: no those were the big themes that jumped out at me all right mostly q no, just yes. kidding. <laughs> so
1: most importantly of all who should have done it oh
0: <sighs> I feel so coming into this episode, I was like, oh, like, it's going to be easy because it's going to be fresh. There's like so like much new information to choose from. But truthfully, I'm struggling. Like, I don't want to pick Elena and Stefan because that's so boring, even though that's probably like the couple that makes the most sense. And you picked them (laughs) last week. And I did pick them last week because it was romantic with like. I say romantic with, like, the star emojis, like, before and after. Like, the twinkle star emojis. But, yeah, that would be boring to pick them again.
1: Well, I have a slight variation on Stefan and Elena to pick. Yes, please Um, share. I would like Stefan, Elena, and Rebecca to be a thruple. Oh! Because Rebecca was so touched by their love. And Stefan and Rebecca used to be in love. And Elena and Rebecca have had some tender moments.
0: Yes, that's true.
1: And... Rebecca just saved Elena's life, which in a way saves Stefan's life, too. And I just feel like there's so much love there for the taking that they should just, the three of them, be together.
0: I love that. I I really do. That's a really good <laughs> one. I was I, thinking, yeah, something like that. I just it's want Rebecca to be loved. Loving. I know. I know. I guess if I have to pick, I... I'm going to go ahead and say Caroline and actual Tyler (laughs) instead of uh, Tyler Klauswood, Yes. Because Caroline was feeling very horny in the woods amongst all the trees. And she wanted to get her groove on because she was very happy that Tyler wasn't dead. And that was taken away from her. And she was tricked into making out with Klaus Tyler. And I felt bad for her. So, yeah her and real tyler so maybe now that he's back although he did seem to kind of like immediately pass out or something after Bonnie like brought him back but whatever hopefully he's feeling good enough uh, for next episode to to carry on through
1: yeah and he did have that sweet look on his face when he came back to himself and was like really excited to see her
0: yes definitely
1: so i endorse that as long as they don't do it in the woods
0: well, that's the only place that they feel comfortable.
1: Or, I mean, I guess better the woods than the dungeon. But.
0: <laughs> right. As long as they could do it anywhere but uh, indoor structure. <laughs> oh, good Lord. And that wraps up our segment, and we kick off a new season.
1: OMFG. Season four. So you already gave us uh, some predictions for this season, What do you hope happens this season?
0: What do I hope happens? If I had one wish for the season, it's that Elena, like, realizes her power and the fact that she could be, like, a total badass if she wants. Mm. Um, And that she, like, harnesses that and just kind of makes a transition, like, from her human form into her vampire form. But also from like shy, timid, like accommodating, like super kind into like a badass bitch who knows what she wants and that she projects that to people.
1: Catherine 2.0.
0: Catherine
1: 2.0. Yeah. Catherine 2012 or whatever your this is. <laughs> 2012. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, like so, that. yeah, that would be my one wish. But I I don't feel very confident about that happening. <laughs> but we'll see we will see and that jeremy leaves the show
1: oh we can all dream (laughs) all right well uh that takes us to the end of our season premiere we are looking forward to going on this roller coaster and if you have anything that you'd like to share with us you can mystic follow us on twitter at the vd diaries or on facebook at the vampire diaries diaries
0: You can also find us on Instagram where the underscore VD underscore diaries underscore podcast. And if you'd like to send a short story submission from Elena's (laughs) collection, you can also send us an email over to the VD diaries at gmail.com.
1: Yes, please reach out. We're very well. I'm very lonely. (laughs) Beth has a warm and loving family and a human gestating inside of her, but I'm just here in my house by myself, so
0: send me emails. Oh, my God. I love the emails as well. Also, um, oh, my God, that's so funny. No. No. So
1: So yes, Give us attention. We love it. Feel free to rate us and review us on iTunes. Uh, We always love to see that. It always makes our day.
0: Yeah. And And thank you for all the hilarious Instagram comments. I feel like we had quite a few good ones over the past couple of weeks. So they're always keeping me laughing.
1: We always read them and chuckle. Yes. So while you're out there roaming in the wilderness, beware of any pastors who seem to have any cultish ideas. Don't wear any prairie clothes and carry plants around. (laughs) It never ends well. And... If one of your friends is going through a traumatic experience, just be there for them and have your emotions on your own time. Excellent advice. He's a Ripper! Mozzarella.